0: You're listening to the Imperfect Pursuit Podcast, episode number 19. There are so many different seasons of business. There are seasons where things are really, really good. They are fruitful. They are busy. They are abundant. And then there are seasons that are a little bit slower. Perhaps the client work is down. Perhaps bookings and inquiries are a little bit slow. And you might just find yourself wondering, what should I be working on right now? Or maybe you're in the earlier stages of your business, you might be only just starting your business and you're wondering, what should I be doing with my time? In this quick little episode, I'm going to walk you guys through five things that you can be doing when business is slow to start moving the needle forward. Let's jump in. Hey, welcome to the Imperfect Pursuit Podcast. My name is Sarah Luthie and I love all things marketing, money, mindset, and helping creative entrepreneurs pursue their purpose. Nothing in life or business is perfect, but I believe in the power of taking imperfect action and showing up with grace, authenticity, and intentionality. So if you're ready to imperfectly pursue your biggest goals and build a life and business you love, there is a place for you here. Well, hello. It's been a little while since I've recorded a solo episode. My last one was my Q1 recap. And I shared in that episode that this year is just really, really crazy. Recently, I also shared on Instagram just how busy things have been with my own wedding business. I am sure you guys know that I run a full-time wedding floral design business alongside my coaching and education venture and juggling all of the balls has been increasingly difficult as weddings have been picking up and we are just kind of playing catch up from 2020 and just ultimately trying to fit two years worth of wedding into one year. So it's been a little bit hectic and my focus has really been serving my brides, managing my team and just making sure that these weddings go ahead without a hitch. So while all of that's been happening, obviously I've taken a little bit of a step back from the coaching space, but don't you worry, I haven't walked away from that. It's just been less of a priority as I've been focusing on looking after my wedding clients during this season but we are about to come out of a really really crazy wedding season. I'm actually about to go away for a couple of weeks with my husband which will be so nice just getting a little bit more refreshed, spending some time resting and dreaming and just enjoying life so that I can come back in a couple of weeks and start showing up a little bit more and taking some more steps forward. Essentially since my last solo episode where I did my quarter one recap. Not a lot has changed since then. In fact, some of these projects that I had mentioned are still kind of working in the background. And hopefully once I'm back from my little holiday, I'll be able to release some more information about those projects. So there are some exciting things in the works, but I'm also just at peace with taking things a little bit slower and not rushing with anything because everything that I want to put out into the world, I want to make sure is really, really high quality and is the right timing. So that's kind of where things are at now. So obviously the last season for me hasn't necessarily been slow. However, I do understand what it feels like to be in a season where things are just really quiet if I'm honest, the client work over the last few months has been really, really busy, but I guess the back end in terms of bookings and inquiries I've found has been a little bit slower over the last month or two. So if you are in the wedding industry or just a service-based industry and feel like things have kind of hit a little bit of a slump over the last month, you're definitely not alone. And I've spoken with a lot of other business owners, and I think we're just kind of at this really funny time of the year where we're not really at the start of the year, people are starting to feel a little bit more drained. Their energy is lacking. And I really feel that once we kind of hit that July point, once we're in the second half of the year, people will hopefully gain a little bit more energy. They will be getting back into wedding planning, booking their wedding vendors, if you are in the wedding industry. And with business in general, I do think that once we kind of hit that second half of the year mark, I think a lot of us will notice a little bit more things shifting and moving and flowing a little bit more steadily once we're in that July part of the year. So I guess this episode is structured for those people who are in a season where things are slow, particularly when client work as well as inquiries are down. So as I've said, the last couple of months has been really busy for us in terms of client work and the weddings that we've been doing. So with the things that I'll be sharing in this episode, I personally haven't really had time to do However, I think we're heading into a season where things are a little less crazy and I am wanting to focus on releasing some new projects, booking some more wedding clients, booking some coaching clients and doing less client work, I guess. And that's the point where some of these things that I'll be sharing in this episode, I will also want to prioritize. So ultimately, if you are in a season where your client work is down and you have a lot of time to invest into your business, this episode is for you. So number one is to update your website. I am a huge believer in having an amazing website. Whether you have a shopfront or not, your website is your digital shopfront. This is something that I walk a lot of my coaching clients through is ensuring that their website is at a really high standard because often this is the first impression that your clients are going to have of your business. Now, obviously, a website is a really big, project and there are lots of different parts involved, but I'll just list a couple of the primary things that you might like to revisit if your website needs a little bit of a refresh. So that includes updating your portfolio. If you're a photographer, a florist, any kind of creator, you'll likely have a portfolio on your website. It might be a page where you share photos of your work, or maybe your images and your work is just dispersed throughout the whole site, or maybe it's a little bit of both. Often when you're at the start of your business, you'll pop a few images online. And as things pick up, you'll find that perhaps your portfolio and your website gets a little bit neglected and you look back and realize, wow, my work is nothing like that. Or maybe you're wanting to book something that is a little bit different to that. So with your portfolio, you really want it to be your best work. You don't need to share absolutely everything that you've done. You don't need to share every wedding, every client that you've served. You want to share things that you're really proud of and things that you hope to book more of. Something else you might like to revisit is your About page. If you're running any kind of personable business, I don't want to say personal brand because... Often a personal brand is relating to a actual name as your brand. For example, my coaching brand is my name, Sarah Luthi, whereas my wedding business is not my name. However, I still hope that that business has a personable Impact and therefore my about page is very strategically created, even though it's not necessarily my name as my brand. My face is still quite a big part of my brand. People know who I am. People know I'm the person behind the business. And I really have tried to ensure that my personality and my heart and my vision is injected throughout the different areas of my business. And a way that I have done that is through my website and specifically the about page. So you guys might like to revisit your about page. Maybe just check your bio, make sure that's up to date, that you're happy with it, that it reflects who you are, that it's something your clients will want to read. You might want to update your photo on your about page to an updated photo of yourself particularly if you've had a hair color change recently or you've done a new branding shoot recently, you might just want to make sure that that is updated on your website. There are so many other things that you can review on your website. As I said, there are so many different moving parts involved with having a strategic website, but even just doing a general overview, checking the copywriting on your website, checking that you're still happy with the colors and fonts that you're using, double checking that all links work, and ultimately just giving Get a little bit of a refresh while you have time. Because as I said, once things start picking up, it's pretty common for your website to become a little bit neglected. So use this time to check your website, make any necessary tweaks so that your potential clients can have the best impression possible when they click through it. Okay. The second thing that you guys can do when business is a little bit slow is planning out your social media. I've mentioned before how much I love the app Plan. Now that's Now that's spelt P-L-A-N-N. And that is the app that I use to plan out my social media on all of my accounts. I must say I'm a little bit better at planning out my social media for my wedding business, just because I've been doing it for a lot longer. And I know exactly what I'm doing. I have a huge portfolio of images to share. And generally speaking, it's a little bit easier to share that kind of content as opposed to sharing really strategic, well-thought-out posts and captions and educational content on my personal brand. But either way, I really love using this app Plan to plan out the posts on my Instagram accounts. I pay for the premium version because it means that I can plan out both accounts under the one plan account rather than having to log in and out. And it also speaks to my Facebook account as well. Not that I really use that aspect of it all too much, but I found paying the, I think it's maybe $80 or $90 a year has been really helpful as I have two accounts to manage. So I'll pop a link in the show notes. If you upgrade within 30 days, you'll receive a $10 credit applied to your account, but I just find it really, really easy to use. I've used quite a few different apps and I always seem to come back to plan because it's just very intuitive and very simple to use. But when things get busy, it is so handy to know that you have already done the hard work and there is some content there waiting for you to just hit publish. In fact, Plan has recently even come out with a scheduling feature where you can schedule your posts to auto post. Previously, it would just send you a reminder saying it's time to post, but now it has a feature where it will actually post on your behalf. I personally don't use that feature yet just because I'm kind of already in the habit of posting live and there are also a lot of benefits to posting live. But if that is something that would save you time and energy, then of course, that's a feature that you're welcome to use as well. But long story short, if you're in a bit of a slow season with your business, you want to use this time effectively. And one of the best ways to do this is to plan out your social media so that when things get busy, it means that your marketing isn't going to slow down. Okay, moving on to number three is to complete that course that you purchased and never finished. If you're like me, you've probably purchased heaps of different courses and resources that you've never actually gotten around to finishing. I have a whole bookmarked folder on my Google Chrome where all of the different courses and resources are saved in that folder and I'm just embarrassed by the amount of things I haven't completed. Sometimes it's been things that I haven't felt is necessarily valuable enough for me to spend time going through, but more often than not, it's just because I've gotten lazy and I haven't been bothered to go through it. But ultimately, when you make an investment in your business, when you invest in a course or a program or some kind of resource, it's so important that you actually put in the work. After all, you've spent money on it. Simply hitting the buy now button and handing over your card details isn't enough for that to actually make a difference or make an impact within your business. You need to respond to that investment and actually implement what that course is teaching you if you actually want to see results. I'm kind of speaking to myself with this one too, but if you have purchased any kind of course or program, I would really encourage you to use some of this downtime to go through the content and implement what the educator is teaching you. Now, as a side note to this point, if you haven't yet invested in a course or a program or a coach, then perhaps this is a good time to do it. Now, I know what you're saying, but Sarah, business is slow. I don't have money. I'll just wait till I get more money. Now, obviously, if you actually have no money, then yeah, sure. Maybe it's not the wisest decision to go forking out thousands of dollars. But if you do have the capacity, the financial capacity to make an investment now, now is the best time to do it because when things start picking up, you are not going to have time to actually take that on board. It may also take you a lot longer to get to the point where you are booked out with client work. So now is a really, really good time to invest in your own development. Start structuring your business for success right from the start so that you don't have to play catch up later and have to undo potentially some of the mistakes that you made along the way. So that's just a little side note. If you're in a bit of a slow season, it could be a really good opportunity now to invest in a course or a coach to help you get to where you want to be. Okay, number four, and it's a little bit more boring, but this one is still very, very important. And that is to catch up on bookkeeping. I really don't like bookkeeping. Since I switched over to zero, that's X-E-R-O, Bookkeeping has become a lot more enjoyable than it was, but that has always been the part of my business that I really haven't liked. Now, I'm not really too afraid of the numbers. I've come to learn how to love numbers and be really intrigued by them, but the actual hard yards of reconciling transactions, typing in the data and the information and appropriately matching it up to the various bill, receipt, whatever it is, is a little bit tedious and it's just one of those jobs that I always seem to put off. But I would really encourage you guys to make sure that you are catching up on your bookkeeping, particularly during these seasons when you have the time to do that. Because as soon as things got busy in my own wedding business recently, bookkeeping is one of the first things that got put on the back burner. And now I have about 200 transactions that I need to go in and reconcile. Update, I think I'm actually about to hire a bookkeeper over the next couple of months. It was something on my list for this year, but I think I'm going to bite the bullet soon and just make that hire because as I said, it's just one of those jobs that I really hate. But for a lot of people, it's something that they don't hate as much as I hate bookkeeping. But either way, I'm going to have to go in and get all of my books caught up so that when I hand them over to my bookkeeper, they are ready to go and she can start with a fresh slate. So if you're in this season, I would really encourage you guys to make sure you're keeping up to date with your bookkeeping. Build it into your habits now and even during really busy seasons. And this is something I wish I had done. Just get into the habit of spending 10 minutes a day in your bookkeeping software because it's so much easier to do it incrementally than having to go back and catch up on 200 transactions like I'm about to. So that is number four is to catch up on your bookkeeping, whether you are using just a spreadsheet, if you're in your earlier stages of business, or you have some kind of program or app that you use, whatever works for you, make sure that you're actually keeping on top of it. There is nothing worse than getting to tax time and having to reconcile transactions that backdate months and months and months, because more often than not, you're not even going to remember what that transaction was actually for and it's really hard to reconcile something that you don't know what the purpose even was. So that is number four is to make sure you are keeping up with your bookkeeping and it now is the perfect time to do that if you're in a slow season of business. And number five is to document and or systemize your processes. Now, even if you're not a systems kind of gal, I want you to hear me out because I wasn't like this either until I found that things started getting a little bit too big for what I could handle. And once I started getting intentional with the systems within my business, suddenly running my business became a whole lot easier. Now, there are so many different systems that you could implement and I simply can't walk through all of the different systems that are available, but I want you guys to just start thinking strategically about the systems within your business so that you can start working smarter and not harder. So that might look like systemizing your emails and creating some kind of email templates that you can refer to. Side note, if you're a wedding pro, there may be something that is about to be released along those lines. It could look like starting a CRM to help you manage your bookings and clients. It might look like just creating a Google document and documenting your processes within your business. Systems can show themselves in a lot of different ways, but let me tell you, it's really, really hard to implement systems when you don't have much time in your schedule. So while you do have time in your schedule, now is the best time to start creating systems now so that as things get busier, you can fall back on the systems that the past you already created. So there you have it, five things to do in your business during slow seasons. I'll run through those things again. First one was to update your website. Secondly, to plan out your social media. Thirdly, to complete the course or program that you purchased and never completed. Fourth was to catch up on your bookkeeping. And fifth was to document and or systemize your processes. If you found these tips helpful, I actually have a freebie, which walks through 15 ways to move your business forward during slow seasons. So that includes five of the things that I mentioned today, as well as 10 more things to do. You can grab that freebie at sarahleethe.com forward slash move forward with no spaces, no hyphens. It's a pretty simple freebie, nothing too fancy, but it just gives you 15 ideas with some explanations to help you work out the tasks to prioritize during the slower seasons in business. Alrighty guys, that's it from me. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so, so grateful for each and every one of you who chooses to click play on this podcast. As I said, I'll be away for the next couple of weeks. I'm sure I'll be popping in on the gram every now and then, but please feel free to DM me. If you have any questions, one of the next solo episodes will be all about wedding businesses and a little bit of a QA and a specifically for wedding pros. So if you have any questions relating to building or running a wedding business, slide on into my DMs and send through your questions so that I can add it to the list for the podcast. So until next time, guys, keep on imperfectly pursuing your purpose. Hey, did you love today's episode? Be sure to subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. And I would be so grateful if you could leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This lets me know what kind of content you are loving so that I can keep creating valuable content for you in the future. It also helps this podcast to find its way to the ears of other creatives just like you. You can check out the show notes for links to everything that was mentioned in this episode or head to my website SaraLuthi.com for more information on my coaching services as well as some cheeky freebies. Thank you so much for being here, friends. I am so grateful for you and I'm cheering you on as you imperfectly pursue your purpose.